All right, Jan, I think we've covered most of, of the, the plethora of sports that Saturday is giving us. So much action in the college world. But as it is our, our second episode of the week, we got to make it to the NFL. We got to make our NFL picks. I will let you begin. Start wherever you want. Let's tell the people who to take to make some money before the holidays. All right. Well, I will start with where you can make some money. Uh, it is with the Buffaloes against the Broncos. The Buffaloes, cur- Buffaloes, the Buffalo Bills uh, currently. The Buffalo Buffaloes. Uh, the Buffalo Buffaloes. What a terrible name. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are currently favored by six. Uh, you know, Drew Locke coming off a career best four touchdowns. You know, good for the good for the young man. Uh, we knew that he was a good quarterback, so good to see him uh, getting those accolades. But Josh Allen, the Bills are relentless and Stefan Diggs is the best receiver in the league uh and their defense isn't half bad either whoa oh uh, okay I just mean re- re- I, you know what I get, calm down uh I just I just mean he's playing really well you're right that was that was a statement that was a statement um no but uh I gotta Stephon keep you Diggs, honest John that's fair that's fair sometimes <laughs> I sometimes I don't know if you guys have noticed this but sometimes I have flight of fancy that just lets me say things <laughs> without considering what they mean at all it's fine. I'll do that later in our picks. Don't you worry. Uh, no, but um, uh, yeah, but they have to. They, the thing is, when you have a team as relentless as the Bills, that still needs to win. It's that's a really hard to pick against. You know, they still need to win to get the AFC East title. They need this win, right? And you think about it's not like they're they're probably not going to lose the AFC East regardless, and they're going to make the playoffs no matter what. But you look at this game, right? Let's say they lose to the Broncos, right? Then you have, the, and let's, you know, you have the Patriots are coming next week and you know, the bills don't want to have to go into a game with the Patriots needing to win because that spells a recipe for like an end of the season letdown. So I, I think that they need to win this game just to, just to tie the little bow at the top of the gift. You know, it's almost done. They got to get it done right before Christmas, you know, Santa's coming to town and uh, yeah, I, I think they don't want to lose this dumb game. Uh, I, and I think they dominate. I really do. I, the Broncos defense is decent, but bills have so many different weapons that I, I think maybe it's a game for Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, or Stefan Diggs tears it up continuously. So bills are favored by six. I'm saying they win by 13. So really, uh, take that, take the over, uh, on that game. Yeah. I mean, we talked about how the bills are certainly for real and, and they look as good as they've looked over these last few weeks. And, uh, you know, second seed, I think is still up for play. I, I totally agree. I'll go. I'll start with my team, the Packers, going up against the Panthers. Green Bay is favored by eight and a half. Picking Packer games of late is just—it's been a struggle because it's always just like a point or so above a touchdown. Uh, but <laughs> the colder weather, something the Packers teams always thrive in. They have the best receiver in the league, Devontae Adams. I will say that confidently. Uh, and with no McCaffrey, I think Green Bay gets an easy win, thirty-four to twenty. Love that. Love that confidence in your team. Uh, Jets versus the Rams is the where I'll go. Uh, Rams are favored by 17 and a half. (laughs) I wonder if you combined all of the point spreads for the Jets, if it would be like the largest margin of, of like point spreads in NFL history, because they've not been close for the last 10 weeks. Oh my God. It's so funny. I feel so bad for Sam Darnold, but it's so funny. Um, here's the thing. I, I've in the past, I've told you, you know, don't pick the crazy margin because it usually never happens. But I, I am not going to tell you that this time. The Rams still need to win. So again, you have the thing coming in of they still need to win, right? They need to keep that NFC West lead in a tight one. 
And honestly, you just, I have one thing to tell you, Matthew. It's the number one defense against the worst offense in the league. So the defense is going to score 20 points, you know, cover the spread on their own. I mean, the offense doesn't even need to go out there. Truthfully, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be, Aaron Donald might get seven sacks in this game. He might get seven sacks. Like, it, it's literal. I, I just feel so bad for Jets fans because I know it's been hard. It's going to keep being hard. I, and, you know, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Rams win by 20. That's that's where I'll say that. Rams win by 20 and cover the spread. Just just go listen to our Trevor Lawrence talk, Jets fans. That'll help you. Uh, <laughs> over, over under four turnovers for the Jets this weekend, Jan. Over. Over. I think probably like three forced fumbles and three picks, honestly. <laughs> I, think, I think you're right. It's, it's going to be a bloodbath. Whoever has uh, the defense is going to be great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you have the Rams defense, I, I hope you're starting them, which if any any defense is playing the Jets is usually a, a pretty safe bet. Uh, I'll head down to a, a still a pretty decently big NFC South matchup as, as the Buccaneers are still kind of getting things figured out. They go to division rival Atlanta. The Buccaneers are favored by six points. I really need to stop giving myself Bucks games to to pick because I just can't will myself to ever choose them. My disdain for the Glazers and, and everything around Tampa just makes me extremely biased. Uh, and Tampa's going to win this game. But last week against the Vikings was not the most convincing win. Like 26-14, to 14, probably should have been closer, would have been closer if Dan Bailey knew where the uprights were. Uh, and, and otherwise, we might be talking about a pretty big loss for Tampa Bay. So I think Matt Ryan has a good day at home. He finds his weapons. That offense ha- has a pretty decent day. Tampa wins 35-31. I like that. I definitely like that. And, you know, Matt Ryan versus Tom Brady is always going to be a good game, I think. So, oh, man, Dan Bailey, that man must not have come out of the locker room. Why would you? I wouldn't either. <laughs> I, he just stays in Tampa. He's like, I'm not don't I'm not coming back. I didn't, you guys fine. don't want I'm, me. I'm in Florida. I'm retired now. We're all good. Uh, there's no reason for me to leave. <laughs> just stay in Florida. Retire. It's, it's been a fun career. See you guys. It's like in the bar, they're just like, do you know who there that is at the end of the bar? That's Dan Bailey. The Dan Bailey. <laughs> he never I thought, he was, I thought he was on the Vikings. Like, no, he retired exactly after that game. He lives in Boca now. Right. He came to this bar and he hasn't left since. <laughs> like he <laughs> Oh boy. Oh, we love you, Dan. I mean, it's just it was the worst game I've ever seen by yeah, I don't I'm... know what else. I don't know what you want me to tell you, Dan Bailey. He almost lost the he almost lost the game for him against the Jaguars, and then he absolutely helped lose the game to the Buccaneers. Like that, maybe Florida isn't where he wants to stay. Clearly, Florida teams are not his uh, his forte. But uh, rough couple weeks for for Mr. Bailey. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, I'll go to a game that I actually think is going to be an interesting one. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm still going with the favorite. I'm still going with the cover of the spread, but I think it's going to be an interesting one. It's the Colts versus the Texans. Texans got eliminated from contention last week, right? But it is a division clash and it's a big game for the Colts. They still need to keep pressure on the Titans for the AFC South lead. They want to get as high a seat as possible and it's still possible for them. And we know Deshaun Watson loves to go out there and prove himself against good defenses. You know, I, I I really think he's got a lack of weapons for sure. But I think when you got Deshaun Watson, you can give any team trouble. And while I do believe in the Colts defense, I also believe in them in the will of that of that guy. So I think it's going to be a harder test than people expect. But on the same vein, Colts defense better than the Bears defense and Bears defense shut down Deshaun last week. So 
In other words, two plus two still equals four. Colts win by ten. Yeah, it, it, you're right. It's like when I put that one on your thing, I was like, that's going to be a tough one to pick because it was a horrible week for the Texans, but we know how good Deshaun Watson is, and and even he somehow still gets it done even with no one to throw it to. So I like the pick, but but certainly a tough one. It'll be a fun game to watch. I'll stay with the uh, the other AFC South team, the the Tennessee Titans. Sorry, Jag- Jacksonville. I guess you're not in the AFC South anymore. One of the other AFC South teams <laughs> uh, going up against the Lions. The Titans are favored by 11 in this game. The Lions have given up the second most rushing touchdowns in the NFL with 21. The Titans have Derrick Henry. How do you think this one's going to go? Like, it's a tough line to pick because I do think if Matt Stafford plays, there would be a chance that that they could cover. But even if he plays, I'm not sure he's going to be 100% healthy. So I'm going to go with the King, and and Tennessee wins 38 to 21. Yeah, that's that's not fair for the Lions to have to play Derrick Henry. That should just be a that should be unfair. They should have to play the the backup. Honestly, that's that's not fair. Uh, but you, you know, you can't play Derrick Henry against us. That's not fair. Uh, no, I agree. It's just going to be an easy win, I think. And even with Matt Stafford, I think Titans got it in the bag. And they need to win still, like I said. They got the Colts uh, down there, down their necks, and they're only ahead by the by the uh, head-to-head. So they need the win as well. Uh, Seahawks versus Washington. Obviously, everybody talking Washington. You know, they beat the Steelers. They had a bad game. Uh, they had a they had a bad game last week, kind of afterwards. And 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 I just think... You know, here's what I think, right? Russell Wilson showed that he's back last week. You know, it, the, the question is, can he click against that pass rush? And people are like, well, you know, Washington beat the Steelers, but you forget that the Seahawks have actually good receivers that can actually catch the ball. So, like, Washington would not have beaten the Steelers if Deontay Johnson could have caught two more balls than he did. That's just, like, the proof of it. So, I, I think... I think people are giving Washington a little more too much credit. And in the NFC East, that seems like a trend. Remember, like two weeks ago, we were talking the Giants are going to be a hard out. Now people are like, Washington is going to be a hard out. It's like, can we just agree that all these teams are just average? Like they're I don't not know great. why anyone thought it, like the Giants were good then. Like, like they're still they were still like five and seven. Like they had like one win. Everyone's like, oh, the Gi-. it's just because they're in goddamn New York. People love right. to give them more credit than they deserve. Right. And, and, you know, so that's what I think. I think the Seahawks are clearly the better team. I don't know if you heard the news, but Alex Smith out for the game. Dwayne Haskins is starting at quarterback. And I think that's going to hurt them, not help them. We know Ron Rivera does not believe in Dwayne Haskins. And that's not what you want with a quarterback that needs to go out and out duel Russell Wilson, basically. So, you know, Seahawks favored by five and a half. I think they win by a touchdown. Uh, yeah. And I, and I think it's all about Seattle, you know, establishing a run game against them, right? Washington, you know, I, I think they have a good pass rush, but also like the Steelers didn't try to run against them. And of course, then the pass rush became more of a factor. So the Seahawks have a run game. They'll establish it a little bit and it'll give Russell some more time. Uh, and also Washington just doesn't match up here well. You know, they have the offense to keep them in a game, but they don't have the offense to exploit a team's weakness, I don't think, you know. And so Seahawks have a terrible defense. You might think, oh, they're going to tear them up. But Washington's offense doesn't work that way. They don't tear up teams. That's not who they are. You know, they, they keep it close. Uh, so I, I think Seattle's is going to be in it, and that means they, they're going to win by a touchdown. Yeah, the, the no Alex Smith, I think, is a huge, a huge loss because I, this isn't a great matchup for Seattle. And, and you said it, they're going to have to run the ball. Seattle's given up 3.2 sacks per game. That's third worst 
in the, in the league and they're going up against maybe the best defensive line in, in the NFL. Like I, I think it's going to be a, a rough day for Russell if they don't get that run game going, but even, even so, uh, even if it is a rough day for him, I, I have a hard time imagining the Washington offense being able to put up enough points against them. So I, I think a solid choice out of you, Jan, uh, I will go to the, the big NFC North and kind of wild card playoff battle between the bears and the Vikings. Vikings favored by three in this one. I picked the Vikings to make the playoffs over the Cardinals. Uh, it's so I like and these Bears. So I got to roll with the Vikings. Uh, we know Trubisky had a great game last week, but tough to put that much faith in, in in Mitch. Although putting faith in Kirk Cousins feels probably just as foolish. But uh, I will go. I, Justin Jefferson. I think he's having kind of almost like an understated amazing rookie year. Uh, and Adam Thielen, still one of the most consistent receivers in the league. So I think those two receivers help Kirk Cousins enough, make enough plays. Vikings get the win 27 to 20. Yeah, I love that. And also the Texans defense is trash. So any any quarterback could have played well against them, honestly. So I, I do think people are hyping up Trubisky. I, I hate that about the NFL. It's like they, you got one good game and all of a sudden it was such a mistake to bench Trubisky. And I'm like, no, both those quarterbacks suck. That's all that's happening. All right. It's one of like, it's so weird too, because like, I like, I, I believe that anything can happen in the NFL any week. Like all these guys are, are great, like players. They're good teams. The, the, on the level of talent from top to bottom is probably as, as close as any league. And that's what I firmly believe. And there's a lot of times where people like will say anything can happen in the NFL, but then also, like you said, give so much credence to, to like a one week performance where it's like, I, though I don't, I'm not sure both of those things can be true. Like if it, it's either, there is a lot of parody and, and such or wow. What a, what a turnaround. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. And yeah, you're right. These are all professionals performing at the highest level. So, you know, I think that, you know, you always got the chance, but uh, not in that one. Uh, 49ers versus the Cowboys is where I'll go next. 49ers favored by three. Somehow both of these teams are still in it, which is kind of crazy to me considering the seasons they've had injury wise. Uh, I think the Cowboys win last week was a nice return, you know, for Andy Dalton to Cincinnati. So good for him. But at the end of the day, without Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott has to be the focal point. And you said it last week. He's not at 100% effectiveness. He's not even at 50% effectiveness. So it, it kind of makes you worry about that Cowboys offense. Uh, meanwhile, the 49ers, I mean, you know, they're a little boring, fine, but they still have a lot of talent. You know, they got Brandon Ayuk, who's having a crazy underrated rookie season as well. You know, he was injured at the beginning of the season, but he's still doing really well. Uh, Nick Mullins is serviceable and and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think George Kittle is back this week. So um, I, I if, if not this week, then next week. But I if he's back, then, th- th- you know, Washington's far more talented, in my opinion, uh, you know, with consistency there. Uh, I think, you know, the 49ers offense was held out by a good Washington defense, uh, but the Dallas defense is not good. They're not even remotely good. Uh, so I'm taking 49ers to win by a touchdown, cover the spread, which is at three right now. Um, yeah, I just think the 49ers continue their un- unlikely, uh, you know, keep in the playoff situation. It, it won't last much longer, obviously, with the with the injuries, but uh, Cowboys, uh, they don't know what they're doing right now. Yeah, both. I mean, both teams, certainly. The Cowboys started the season rough anyway, but both these teams 
you would imagine would look a lot differently uh, without the the injuries and and such that have marred both of their seasons really from from start to uh, to finish, which is unfortunate. You never you never like to see that for any any team. Uh, I will go to uh, the Jaguars against the Ravens. I guess the Jaguars are technically still an NFL team. They're still in the AFC South. Ravens favored by thirteen. Baltimore looked as good as they have all season Monday, and I think that's the sort of confidence-boosting win they needed. You know, sometimes it's those those close games like that, uh, especially against – like Cleveland's a good team now where where you really – you just start feeling yourself a little bit more. You start you start building that confidence and being like, yeah, we can do this. Like they were, they were down and out. They were only down one point, but it seemed like the game was over for Baltimore, uh, and, and we saw Lamar do what Lamar does. Mark Andrews made big plays. Hollywood Brown getting open and, and using that speed he has. Uh, the rushing attack, I think, keeps getting better with Dobbins and Edwards. And the Jaguars are the Jaguars. So Baltimore wins 35-17. to 17. I love that. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, Lamar Lamar had the dump of the century last game, and uh, he continues his tear uh, in it. So that's just that. Did you see the Todd Gurley tweets? Oh, the the ones where he's like, I dropped my he phone. He dropped his phone, and then he's like, hey, any any advice, Lamar? Oh my god, so it was funny. awesome. Oh gosh, it's so funny. And uh yeah, just funny all around for sure. Hey, we've uh, all been there, Lamar. We've all been there, Lamar. I don't have to hide it. We've all been there. Um Browns versus Giants is where I'll go. Um, you know, Browns, like I said, had their had a great game against the Ravens, had their best interdivisional game really in a while against those top two older brother teams. Uh, you know, just lost on the back of Lamar, but they had a great game, and they have a lot to be proud of because of that. Meanwhile, the Giants lost badly to the Cardinals, uh, and I think, honestly, I think they're out of it anyway. I think Washington's a better team than New York, so I think they're out of it in that sense. Um, and, you know, I think the Giants' defense will still be a test for the Browns, but they have a lot of options. You know, they got Nick Chubb. They got Kareem Hunt. They got Baker Mayfield throwing to Jarvis Landry. They have Donovan Peoples-Jones. They have, you know, Higgins. They, they have a lot of different options and that, that uh, helps them on that offense. Uh, and meanwhile, the Giants don't have James Bradbury. That, that's all that you have to say about that defense. They're great, but they don't have the best defensive player in their team. So that will change the story a little bit. And Jarvis Landry, I expect to have a good game because of that. Uh, yeah, so Browns are favored by four and a half. I have them winning by 10 points. There is a little caveat here. Uh, I don't know if you heard this, Matthew, but Jason Garrett tested positive for COVID. So Freddie Kitchens. This is, is a nothing be, story. Freddie Kitchens is going to be it's calling a nothing play story. this game. God, I, know. I don't know why Get Up was acting like, can you believe that's going to happen? As if that doesn't happen all the time. Freddie Kitchens was there for one year. Who cares? I know. Preaching, Greenberg. Well, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. I just think it would be such a Browns thing. Not Browns of this season, but Browns of old if they lost to Freddie Kitchens calling plays. That's all I'm saying with that. It would be funny. It would be funny. The only element I'll, I'll give it any uh, like love for is it is the perfect thing for Baker. Like Baker Mayfield needs to have a chip on his shoulder to to like play well. He just does. And so like the fact that he'll have a coach that I don't think he really enjoyed on the other side, but he was going to be there anyway. Like they're acting like coaches don't see their old teams all the time. How about Jason Garrett seeing the Cowboys twice this year, the team he was the head coach of for a decade. Like that is far more meaningful than the Freddie Kitchens thing. God damn it. I was going to give you a lot of love, Yannick, for not bringing it up. And then you 
You oh, I'm, I'm sorry. You're going to hate me for my next pick, too. So we'll just keep moving on. No, I don't think I will. I think I might Ooh. know where you're going. I okay. and I, hey, rookie quarterback. Yeah. Okay, I'll go to uh, I'll go to Steelers Bengals. The other kind of obvious one. Boy, oh boy, do the Steelers need this game? The yeah. the once eleven and zero team now on a two game rut and serious questions being asked about this team. Those questions aren't going to go away because of a win here, but at least they get a little bit of respite, a little easier opponent. Maybe start. I mean, gosh, maybe the receivers will start catching the ball. I don't know. Should be an easy win, though, for Pittsburgh, especially without Joe Burrow for the Bengals. So I got the Steelers 34, Bengals 14. Yeah, I mean, it's an easy win for the Steelers. That doesn't help them out confidence-wise, but will you know get them out of the rut, which always helps. And uh, yeah, I have serious questions about them. I don't, think, I don't think they're an AFC contender anymore. I really don't. There's so many other teams that I'm impressed by uh than them they have the record but that's really i like the colts better than i like them to trouble the chiefs for sure i kind of do too man i kind of like the colts and the titans both more than than pittsburgh right now like i right and certainly certainly bills and chiefs we don't even need to mention them like i agree i completely agree right uh you know and there's yeah i i i think they had a good start and and uh but they're making mistakes too many mistakes to be considered a contender and they have questions even past those. So yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I'm going to do it to myself here, Matthew. I'm going to, I'm going to go against my rule and that's fine. You know, the Patriots last week, last, last episode last week, uh, you know, they, they, they stabbed me in the heart and then they just kept pushing until we lost 24 to three to the Rams. Uh, somehow they're still in the playoffs uh, situation uh, just because the end of the AFC there is kind of inconsistent uh, we saw the Raiders last night lose to the to the Chargers, so that definitely helped out. They're still they're kind of going with it with the uh, with the Ravens as well, who had the good win. Uh, they're probably not going to get into the playoffs, but here's what happened. Here's what happened to me, I, you know. And I had a little. I, I picked the Dolphins. The Dolphins are favored by three, and they're favored by only three because it's Tua, a rookie quarterback, going against Bill Belichick. And we know the story. We read the script. It's what happens. Bill Belichick. Tale as old as time tale as old as time true as it can be and uh but even then what what happened was i i picked i still picked the dolphins at first because i thought even if bill belichick makes life hard for tua the dolphins defense is pretty dang good and i don't trust the patriots offense against any defense that isn't completely inept so it it makes it hard to think but you know what happened matthew i was listening to music while i was doing my notes and as i was as i was writing the notes for this game the Avengers theme song came in my ears and it was like, da da dun, da da dun. And I was like, oh, but you know what? Like, maybe they really, <laughs> yeah, I know. And I was like, here it is. The game that, you know, what a, what a fitting end of the season it would be if, if, if the Patriots knocked out the Dolphins, you know, as the Dolphins knocked us out of our, of our seed uh, a season or two ago, you know, it would be, it, it would be the perfect story. So, I hate that I'm doing this to myself. Uh, I hate that I'm doing this to myself. Why do I bother? But I picked the Patriots by a field goal. You know, Edelman's back and the Avengers are here. So let's go Pats. They stay in the playoff race for one more time. Then they play the Bills next game. And that's when I won't pick them. So there you go. (laughs) The sorriest ass Avengers of all damn time right there. (laughs) We're the Avengers. Like, oh, well, then I'm going to blow through you guys. It's going to be easy. I, right. I like the pick. I mean, it's going to, I think you're right. It's going to be a defensive battle. We know the Dolphins defense is, is certainly good. Like they, they can make a lot of plays. Um, but I, I, 
I mean, it's it's tough to ever pick a rookie quarterback against Bill Belichick. So I I, I think it's a good pick. Here's the thing though, Jan. Every time you pick the Patriots, they let you down. You should have gone with the Dolphins, and you would be wrong. But then the Patriots would win. That's I know. You but the Avengers yourself here. But the Avengers music. But the Avengers music. It That's was fair. perfect. And Edelman is. is Captain America. He is. <laughs> he is. Shortest, shortest Captain America of all time. MVP, Super Bowl MVP, Captain America. Thanos and kick his ass. Yeah, that'll be next week when Josh Allen comes to town. Don't you worry. Yeah. We might have watched a different Avengers movie. Okay, I'll go to my last pick before we get to the game of the week. Uh, Eagles taking on the Cardinals in Phoenix. Arizona's favored by six points. Hurts and company certainly looks pretty solid against that tough Saints D. Talked a lot about, you know, just his ability to to make pl- lengthen plays with his his legs. The the read option with him and Miles Sanders w- was explosive. Arizona's got some tape on that now where like the Saints didn't really know what to expect. It's not a lot of tape. So I, I do think that uh like Doug Peterson's still a good coach, and I think he's gonna have a good game plan for Philly. So I, I think Hurts keeps on Rolling, it's it's kind of like Tua at the beginning where sometimes you just get like thrown in and, and beginner's luck where you're just you're not thinking about it, you're just playing football. So I think Hertz has another good day, certainly rushing the, the ball. But this is a big game for Arizona if they want to stay in the playoff race. So I do think Arizona wins, but I'm picking the Eagles to cover the six point spread. Arizona though, 28-24. I love that pick. I honestly I'm picking the Eagles just because. You know, they got a good running back. They got Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. They're a good one-two punch. And the Cardinals, you saw them against the Patriots earlier this season. They they have some trouble when it comes against the run. So I, I think that the Eagles continue the, a, a little bit of a little streak here. Uh, and the Cardinals, they're just they're so inconsistent. I know they have to win this game, and usually I pick that team. Um, but, uh, you know, I think I, I think covering the spread is is definitely right there. You know, if the Cardinals win, it'll be a lot closer than six. For sure. All right, Jan, let's get to the game of the week. It's the Chiefs against the Saints. Yeah. Kansas City, Kansas City favored by three in this one. It's down in Nolens. Taysom Hill done a great job in relief for the Saints. I think a three and one record. Lots of talk about Jameis Winston possibly starting this week to give the Saints a more dynamic offensive attack against that explosive Chiefs offense. Alas, it has been announced that number nine will be returning for New Orleans and Drew Brees will be getting the start for the Saints. But my pick has nothing to do with whoever the hell plays quarterback for the Saints and everything to do with the guy that plays quarterback for Kansas City. Mahomes had, honestly, probably one of his worst games as a starter last week against the Dolphins, and I think he's going to want to bounce back strong. This is, I, I think the Chiefs are one of those teams where sometimes, too, they're, they're like, they know they can win a lot of games, especially against weaker teams. I don't think they're coming in this game with any sort of like, all right, we'll, we'll win this one eventually. I think they know that they're going to have to to get out to a good start against a good Saints defense and especially with Breeze coming back and there's something about playing in a dome that makes me think like Casey's offense is going to really fly uh I got the Chiefs winning 35 to 31 who's your pick in our game of the week Jan yeah I mean I I'll go one further and say that was Patrick Mahomes worst game in the NFL like absolutely he looked bad he was making poor decisions which is which is insane because like how how is it it was still not that like three picks but overall like not that bad of a game and i think you're right it was probably like it was his worst game right it meant you know it reminded me of you see he's he's not a machine he's a man he's a man (laughs) 
There's like some Rocky Four stuff in there. Uh, no, but I I agree. I don't. It doesn't matter. You know, they could get a one game. They could get a one game contract to have Aaron Rodgers come to that state. It wouldn't matter because you got Patrick Mahomes on the other side. And and while the Saints defense is really good, I know that that's why probably the three is there. Saints defense is really good. Um, but the Saints defense is really good at stopping the run, which Kansas City, that's not their forte anyway, so they don't even really need to worry about that, and in coverage. And you can be good in coverage, but you can't be good in coverage against both Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. You can only pick one. And even and if you cover Hardman and exactly. Sammy Watkins. And, and and even if you covered all those guys, you're just going to have Le'Veon Bell coming out the side all game. And so, like... There's just too many players. I agree. He's going to come in this game with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. And, you know, I think Andy Andy Reid is going to come into this game being like, you know, this is a possible Super Bowl matchup. I want to show, I want to beat this team. I want to put the fear in them before they have to see us in the playoffs. So, I and also like with Drew Brees, I think it'd be better if he stayed. I get that he's coming back, but I guarantee you he's at 60%, if anything. I guarantee you. He's a 40-year-old quarterback coming back from eight broken ribs. Honestly, I, I that's a kind of injury that I don't know if you play the rest of the season unless you need to because of your team, you know. So I I think that I think that he's not at 100 percent. So he's not going to be able to outduel Mahomes. And I think the defense is not going to be able to hold them like they usually would. So I have the Chiefs by 10 points, um, you know, and I think either Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill has 150 yards. Yeah, well, and even like even a healthy Drew Brees now, like it's it's not the Drew Brees of old, like. They have it's more of a short passing game. Like it's not he doesn't spread the field like he used to. So it, it even 100% Drew Brees I think wouldn't is going to have a tough time hanging with that that team, but uh it should be a very good game. Those are all our picks for the NFL weekend. Go bet a bunch of money, win a bunch of money. Uh thank us if we're right, if we're wrong. Well, that was stupid of you to bet money. Why did you gamble? It, yeah, gambling is for the devil. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> If, if there's if there's any praise, we'll humbly accept. And if there's blame to be had, it was your fault. Yeah, that's that's the motto of this podcast. It's either it's our praise for us, blame for you. <laughs> exactly. All right, Jan. Let's get on over to the cool down section. Oh yeah. We got another historical fact. This is a historical fact, Jan. Holidays edition. Christmas, Ooh. Hanukkah, New Year's, anything that you want. Why don't you give me your historical fact first and then and then I'll go. Okay. Well, I have a couple. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask which one you want me to talk about. I can talk about the origin of the name Santa Claus or I can talk about why Rudolph's red nose was almost a problem. Oh, my. I want the, I want the latter. I want the Rudolph the red-nosed one. So Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was created in the early 20th century, uh, and his creator, his name was Montgomery something or other, his creator, when he was creating Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer in this story, almost didn't give him a red nose because in that time and still today, a red nose was a sign of chronic alcoholism, and his creator was worried that the reindeer would look like a drunkard. And in the time of obviously like prohibition still being a conversation, uh, they were like, "We don't want Rudolph to look like he's on the on the sauce." So Rudolph almost didn't have a red nose because of worries about alcoholism. <laughs> That's incredible. I have had no idea. I, I like I was I, I think I've heard of the the origin of the Santa Claus. So like when you said the, the Rudolph thing, I was like, I gotta I gotta know the, the backstory on that. 
<laughs> okay, well, there you go. Rudolph is not a drunk. He's not a drunk. <laughs> oh, we hope not. I don't know Rudolph that well. It's been a long time. He might have In moderation, there. Rudolph. In moderation, please. <laughs> it's two beers, please. Not unlimited beers. Yeah, that's fair. Two. Two beers! <laughs> All right, so uh, mine is uh, nice and boring history, like I always like to bring. Uh, for many, if not most, Christian holidays... The church like to align their celebrations with age-old pagan traditions. Or many people, certainly on social media, always like, "Well, this was actually a pagan holiday," as if the church didn't know that it was. It was a very intentional move by the church to get people to accept their religion more easily, and also not change many of people like people's own traditions that they were doing for many, many years. So, in ancient Rome, for instance, Saturnalia was a big week. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that right. But uh, it's a big, it was a big week in the Roman calendar and celebrated during the winter solstice. It was to give praise to Saturn, who was the god of time and agriculture. And the Romans would take a week off of work and they'd decorate their homes with pine wreaths, candles. They'd exchange gifts and have parties and feasts. And as we know, many of those traditions have now carried over to the Christmas holiday we know now. So one of the many pagan holidays that the church was like, hey, we'll just piggyback up of what you're doing there. I love that. Yeah. Also, like if you ever went to Catholic school or any kind of religious school, you know that the Bible never mentions December 25th in it. So like, why would that be based in anything else? Like there was no on, on the 25th of December, Jesus was born. That's I, not it, how it happened. It's like it's it frustrates me so much when people are like, well, this was actually a pagan holiday. And like, yeah, they know that. Like when we were yeah. talking about Halloween, like All Saints Day used to be in May. And then they're like oh, wait, people are having these celebrations from their old traditions. Why don't we change it there? Because then people will be like, oh, we're already celebrating this anyway. Like, it was a very intentional move. Right. It's, yeah. And uh, also, if you mispronounce Saturnalia, I'm, I, I, if you if there's any pagans out there, please let us know. Please let yeah. us know that. We're- I figured I got the beginning right since it was about Saturn. But uh, I don't know about the alley apart, so. Yeah, Give go. us the insight. <laughs> Anyone that's uh, still celebrating old Roman holidays, we'll yeah. take we'll take the info. And take the info and then leave us alone, please. <laughs> <laughs> then go the hell away. All right, uh, we're doing it, Jan. Favorite we're doing it. Christmas song. Yeah, favorite Christmas song. Oh, it's time. It's time. It. All right, let's hear it. Mine is mine. It might be an unpop. So just to be clear. This is favorite Christmas song, not the best Christmas song. There's a difference a little bit. Whatever your favorite Christmas song is. Okay, so my There's so many favorite... to choose from. I don't think like I don't think anybody can have a bad selection of Christmas song. Like maybe right. Little Drummer Boy. I think Little Drummer Boy sucks, but There you go. Come he told me. Parumpa pum pum. It's so boring. Um, it's it's just repetitive. Uh no, my favorite Christmas song is Merry Christmas Everyone by Shaken Stevens. I just think it's such a good song. It's got like the middle one, the middle kind of uh, pop in between. Uh, it's like a good uh, mixture between like classic and like rock. I like rock Christmas songs. It's the one that's like uh, snow is falling all around me. Oh, I love it. So good. Um, and there's like a really good new version by the Vistas, which is the Scottish band. It's like amazing. So Merry Christmas, everyone by Shaken Stevens. Nice. I like that selection, Jan. Thank you. I uh, I mean, I love Baby It's Cold Outside. I know there's a lot of dumb controversy around that song, but uh, I think that's a good one. 
recent years, I'll be home for Christmas has become one that I, I really, really love. I wonder why. Um, but, uh, for like basically as long as I can remember white Christmas has been, has been my favorite. So I have to stick with white Christmas. I, it's just, it's timeless. It can be a little boring. I know, but I, but I love it. Hey, that's, that's what, that's a good timeless classic is, is, is not nothing more than it is. And, and it's, and it's just really great. Uh, and yeah, baby, it's cold outside. Here's what, here's what I'll say about that. Uh, I totally a hundred percent get the controvert like i get it i hear your message loud and clearly but if i have to hear matthew if i have to hear one more like changed version of the song that like makes it like politically correct i'm gonna lose my mind there's like 80 of them out there now and i'm just like can we all just accept that there is a little bit of an issue and then just deal with it like that's that's all it is i don't like, just- think there's an issue i think people are making something out of nothing i like I understand wanting to be attuned to certainly uh, rape culture and all that sort of stuff. These people clearly like each other in this song. It's a song where two people are being coy and stuff. It's not a song where he's like, I'm going to lock you in here. Like, come on, give me a break. Fight a fight that actually means something. Right, exactly. It's like, as long as you acknowledge, like, some of this can be taken out of context to mean that it's not consensual. But sing this song as long as you're talking about consensual flirtation as like a pre And that's what the song is. Like, yeah, I don't like, so. yeah, I guess if you really want it to be some rapey song, then I, I don't know. I like it. it fine. Like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. There, there are so many more pressing issues surrounding rape culture than baby. It's cold outside a song that they clearly both like each other. Like, like come on. Right. It's like the, it's like the Aunt Jemima thing being like a big racial like victory it's like i think there are bigger fights than the aunt jemima syrup bottle that we can fight right now people yeah it's ugh, exhausting so but white christmas for me merry christmas everyone for yawn but like you said there's just there, there's so many good ones there's there's not a oh, quite so there's not quite a wrong answer when it comes to, to christmas songs and and that's why they rule there you go great best music holiday for the season for sure no doubt no doubt all right yawn it's time to turn up the heat, sit down, quick <laughs> fire questions. Let's go. Let's go, baby. First one for you. Justin Herbert tied Baker Mayfield's rookie passing touchdown record last night with 27. Seems almost certain he will eclipse that with two games to go. Is Justin Herbert the best quarterback from this draft class? No. I no, he's not. Joe Burrow is the best quarterback from this draft class. I, you know, I Joe Burrow would have broken that record too, and they'd be on point for together. And Joe Burrow is also playing with a much worse team. So I, I, I think it's still Joe Burrow. It's, I mean, Justin Herbert's amazing, and and if you watch his post game interview, he's got the maturity on his head to be a great quarterback. But it, you know, the only reason we're talking about Justin Herbert is because Joe Burrow's season is over. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I, I certainly agree that it's like the Chargers aren't great, but they're a better team than than the Bengals are right now, so it it helps. Right, exactly. He's he's throwing to Keenan Allen. If Joe Burrow was throwing to Keenan Allen, it'd be great. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, like I know Eckler's been out for a lot of the year, but Eckler's back. Like he he's got a few more weapons than uh, than Burrow over there. All right, next one. Where do you think is the best fit for James Harden? Is it still in Houston or give me another team that you think would be a good fit for him? 
I don't know anymore. I, oh, I don't know this one anymore because like the 76ers just said they're not, they're not trading Simmons. So like, what, how do you get that? But like, he really doesn't want to play in, in Houston. So it just, here's what I'll say. I don't take, know if they're take, take like, take if it can happen or not out of the picture and just where do you think he would be doing like, cause it could still be Philly. Where do you yeah. think he would be the best, like the best fit or, or what have you? Okay, then I'll say Philly. I'll say Philly. Uh, it seems like maybe they're not going to do that trade. But, you know, at the end of the day, when you have a player like James Harden, who, we, who we've who we learned more and more about as the week's going on, wants to do what he wants to do and won't, you know, it, it kind of, you know, at the, you have to play to that a little bit. And so if he doesn't want to be in Houston, like he'll play if he has to, but he's not going to be at his best. You know, and I don't think it's good for either team for him to be there or for the team to have him there. So I think 76ers, if they can get it done. Yeah, I think I think you're kind of right. I think like it's it's a tough one. Like it, it might just be Houston. I agree. I don't think he's going to probably give it his best. But uh, just because it's Houston has has handicapped himself so much where I'm like, I don't know where else he could like I saw like the heat. People were saying he should go to the Heat aren't going to touch James Harden. Are you kidding me? No, that team that cares not, about yeah. working hard and cohesiveness and togetherness. You think they want to touch a guy that's been acting like this? Give me a break. Right. Exactly. Pat, like, do you know who's leading that team and who's like who's orchestrating everything? He's not going to ruin the beautiful team that he's made with this asshole. Like, honestly, like, yeah, like Hart, Harden fits nothing to do with the culture of that team. Like, please. All right, Jan, final quick fire question for you. Oh, God. Who wins the Heisman Trophy? Oh, damn it. I don't, I don't know. Uh, If you had had asked me last week. It's a great question. Yeah, I was like, that's a great question. I guess we'll find out. But uh, no, I mean, if you had asked me last week, it would have been this player. So I'm going to go with this player just because of history liking to repeat itself and because of the great season he's had. I'm going to go with Kyle Trask, assuming he has a good game against Alabama. I will assume that uh, and say that he keeps him in with a team that's obviously better than Florida. Uh, You know, all the other candidates besides Devonta Smith have had a lot come up, either COVID-wise or injury-wise or you know, just like underperforming wise. Uh, and while Devonna Smith is the next most consistent one, obviously, you know, they don't give it to wide receivers. So I'm not going to expect that that changes this year. Uh, and I'm going to go with Kyle Trask, who's had an, an amazing season. I think it's, I think it's a safe bet. Like, like you said, quarterbacks, it's quarterbacks tend to win it. And, and like we mentioned before, the, the Bama, I don't know if Najee Harris will take, will take votes as much away, but it does seem like Mac Jones and Devonta Smith will, will hurt one another in that, uh, in that, you know, voting part of it all. But uh, you're off the hot seat, Jan. Wipe up that sweat. Well done. Great job. We've made it to the end of the episode. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Please stay safe. Wear a mask. Tell somebody you love them today. Go kick back and relax and give yourself a break. It's been a tough mental health year, so go go watch Elf. Go watch something or, or something else you like. I don't care. Jan, do you have anything for the lovely people? Yeah, remember, it's a big it's a big weekend of sports, so I don't want you guys doing anything else. I want you watching basketball, watching football, and last but not least, go Hawks! Cheers, y'all.